There may have been a time where you heard me say the only place the word lover belongs is between the words meat and pizza. And as of this morning, I regret everything. Lover does belong between the words meat and pizza, but it also belongs between my heart and the heavens. Because I am, I am, I am transported. This album is, is transcendental. It is so good. There are no skips. I haven't smiled upon a first listen since Blank Space, 1989. And that's not even my favorite album. I love Reputation. It has depth. I actually don't have skips on Reputation, except for Look What You Made Me Do, but Get Me on a Power Walk in the City at Night, and uh, you know, Honey, I Rose Up From the Dead. It does it all the time. It, I, as The older I get, the longer it takes me to get used to music. I struggled a bit with me. I understood you need to calm down, but found myself never listening to it. The Archer brought me emotional depth. Lover brought me to tears. And little did I know we were leading up to what is some of her finest work that, thank God, she wholly owns and is just not trying to be anything else. It is not hyper-produced. It is not overly categorical in style. We're back to simpler times. We're still innovating. We're still moving. We're still raising our own bar. But we're not trying to sound like anything other than ourselves. And obviously the ones I like the most are the ones she wrote herself. Obviously, I think it's interesting the most amount of writers was on London Boy. Someone just DM'd me and said, this is some big study abroad energy. And I laughed so hard because absolutely. It, like, it's so catchy, and I'll listen to it, and I love it, and it'll be so fun to listen to on tour. But literally, like, I was like, what is this? I was like, I went through the channel up the Thames. I saw London Bridges, the Queen and Big Ben, Piccadilly, so darn silly, had a beer at the Churchill Arms. Like, that's like what I was, this is my London experience. I was just laughing so hard. It's so unsophisticated and silly and cliche, but it's almost to me by design, a la a blank, uh, it's like a blank space type of satire that, that I was reading, but... Alas, I, uh, you know, maybe Joe's dimples and stories from uni I, I wasn't going to podcast today. Um, I did not know what to expect. I honestly, it's been such a long journey since um, Countdown Gate in like February that, you know, there was an element of fatigue. And given my lack of interest in some of the earlier songs, um, I just didn't know if I'd have anything to say and I didn't want to overpromise because I've been doing that a lot lately. Um, <laughs> I obviously need to post the part two of uh, Mormon Mom. What I ended up doing is, I mean, I, I had no idea people people were going to be that interested. I am so grateful that you care. I'm so grateful that you're following up. I'm a moron, and I put that out, <laughs> put that out there. Left town for over a week, came back, then went ba straight back to New York to interview Heather McMahon because I knew that was something that was. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, that was bad. Sorry, guys. I knew that was something that um, you guys really wanted. Would, would love and I want to you know from the the uh, amounts of ad money that we've started to get I'm trying to put that back into the podcast by traveling to get you the guests you want the most so I figured you'd be okay with that as a priority but to hold you over for those who support the podcast a benefit is I will post on Patreon 
I posted two and a half hours talking about more about the the church. I realized I didn't do a good job the first time of separating the doctrine and the culture of like Mormon mommy bloggers, like the blogs and the perfection, et cetera, is the culture, but what's actually being taught. And I was having trouble achieving consensus on what people that emailed me that were in the church thought. And I was like, well, what's being taught? Because these aren't matching up. So anyways, it gets, I, I end up going on down a rabbit hole. I end up talking a lot about like human rights, about my concerns for LGBTQ use. It, it's like a whole thing. It's more serious. It's just probably better left on Patreon um, because it's not at all what I promised part two would be. So all that said, there's something to hold you over. I didn't want to let anybody down on patreon.com slash be there in five. It's just a dollar paywall for people to support content creators. It helps me justify doing things like that <laughs> where I take a lot of time and do a lot of research. Um, but yeah, some, you know, not all deep dives are created equal. I don't know if everybody's into that, but all that to say, I will still post part two about some of the, um, scandals related to specific bloggers that we've all seen all over the internet and uh, that are so fascinating to talk through. That's nothing revolutionary. I'm just kind of summarizing. Hey, Tugboat, really. I appreciate your understanding during this difficult time. And by difficult, I mean this glowing time of daylight we're in because I am living, I am laughing, I am loving. I am living for the nights I'll never remember with the friends I'll never forget. I am only as strong as the cocktails I drink, the friends I keep, and the tables I dance on. Because these are these, these are the songs that take me to a time when those are the quotes I was putting on my aim away message in addition to train, obviously. And I, like, I heard I Forgot You Existed. I was like, okay, 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 okay. I can do it. I can do it. Okay. I, we got to laugh. This is sassy. I, I, I really didn't, I thought this album wasn't really going to have this type of uh, emotion on it, but I don't hate it. And it, it very feels very Calvin Harris to me. Even though I hate when people say that, like, I hate the paternity test of it all. It's like, oh, really, Skylar? Do you read E! News? You saw she dated Tom Hiddleston for a hot minute, wore a transparent reformation dress around Rome, and I could not figure out that clothing decision. I don't want to get in trouble for this, but I feel like I want to play some of it while I'm talking about it. This is what we call, like, trap pop. Nope, that is Austin's beer from Southern Charm. Sorry, Taylor, that was so offensive. spent thinking about how you did me wrong 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 lived in the shade you were throwing till all of my sunshine was gone 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 and i couldn't get away from you in my feelings more than drake so yeah your name on my lips tongue tied free rent living in my mind i'm realizing this like so as i probably can't play the music it's a little difficult because i don't want to have to edit this at all um but i I, I had to play that part because that's one of my favorite figures of speech, living in your mind rent-free. You may have heard me say it on this podcast. I think it's underused. I think it's beautiful. And I am a huge fan. Okay. Now, I mean, I, great song. No complaints. Love the drop-off. <laughs> um, I am now on to more important things, which is cruel summer. Oh, my God. Living, laughing, loving, dead, dying. Call hers. Play on my funeral. I love this song. It is perfect. I don't know what to do. Let me just play it. Part of it, not all of it. Hold on. People dream high in the quiet of the night. You know that I caught it. Bad, bad boy, shiny toy with a price. You know that I bought it. Killing me slow out the window. I'm always waiting for you to be waiting below. Devils roll the dice. 
die. Die. I feel emotional. I love that song. It is so good. I truly like, I can't, I remember when I first heard Blank Space, I was in the car. It was, it was a time in my life that I'm not proud of. And that is a time when I did not do midnight listens. It was about 6 a.m. I was on, in a cab on my way to the airport to go to Minneapolis to visit a consumer packaged goods client. I was not thrilled about this trip. Actually, no, I was on my way to Cincinnati. I was meeting with Cal Brands, who owns John Frieda, and I was excited for this trip because I do like Cher Blonde. Anyway, I, I cheesed, emoji, Marissa Fuchs, Casey Fuchs Grossman, shoulders shrugging, Beyonce, girls who run the world, having mental breakdown, faces made of clay, emotions running wild, don't even know what's ahead of me. Alicia with the lead pipe in the ballroom. I... I, I just will never forget when I first heard Blank Space. I am dead serious when I say I felt, I, this song gives me feelings in my stomach. It gives me butterflies. It's so happy. I want to blast it in a car. And guys, I don't drive. I haven't had a car in 10 years. I tried to rent a car last weekend to prove to my family that despite being the youngest child, I am self-sufficient. I get in the car. I go on the highway. It starts to storm. I can't find the headlights. I can't find the wipers. I am terrified of inclement weather. I am talking like Ramona. Bethany, you don't support other women. <laughs> I, I, I turn the car around. I return it right back to the rental car garage. They won't give me my money back. I say, that's fine. I had an ominous feeling. I really thought I was going to die. I don't have an easy pass. I don't have cash. I can't see the road. I don't like to drive. It's rush hour. Have you ever been to Richmond, Virginia? The traffic capital of the world? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but really, I hate driving. Um, all I want to do is drive. I just want to drive. I, 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 I want to blast that. I want to be with my girlfriends in high school and college. I want to be having times gone by that I will look back on fondly in real time. I want to be riding to the beach at an age when I still felt comfortable in a two-piece. I want to be riding toward my future, knowing that we have better musical times ahead. I was so worried for this album. I legitimately thought about doing a listener party. I really thought about doing like a Chicago secret session to make people feel special who support me and support Taylor Swift but are also like cool about it um I I was so de-energized I honestly was like I, I was like feeling really tired yesterday because everyone's like what's the plan for lover and I'm like there's no plan I'm so tired it's been going on since April I've recorded a lot of podcasts this week I just I don't I'm I'm nervous uh, because even though I loved the Archer and even though Lover was outstanding, we still had me and we still had you need to calm down and just it just isn't where I am in my life in terms of the music I will love and cherish and sustainably listen to for the rest of time. When I tell you last night, I was so relieved. I I was like, I needed to go to bed so bad. I stayed up to probably 3.30, just like doing laps through the album and just like smiling to myself. It was very awkward. I couldn't sing. I live in a smaller apartment. And um, I just was like silent discoing. And, you know, I don't I don't want to go to Burning Man. I don't want to go to Daybreaker. I'm not into that shiz. I, I, don't, I don't like to feel community togetherness in situations where I'm supposed to seem artificially happy wearing bright colors, crop tops, and, you know, having sober fun. But like I was this full-on silent disco in my apartment last night and I was just so happy and Cruel Summer was the start of it and I just like if there were ever an essence 
that, that I feel so hard, so, so hard, it's in this bridge. hope I don't get in trouble for this uh, but like everyone does reaction videos on the YouTube I don't know it's really confusing it's Taylor Nation if you're out there tree pain the lawyers I regularly research on the USPTO trademark system to see what she's been filing lately I am trying to promote the album and trust me when I say that if anybody is using this podcast as their primary means to listen to the tunes they have uh, bigger fish to fry in terms of sadness in their life. Uh, splurge, for, splurge for a streaming service, gang. I mean, I, I think you should buy the album. I'm, like, annoyed now because I want all four of the booklets, but I don't really feel like going to Target. It was hard last time to be in line with the, with the youngsters. I, I am looking forward to reading it. I did see some cute excerpts about, well, some sad ones about, like, you know, being followed, feeling like a tiger in a cage. I saw some cute ones about Joe. Oh, just to update you. So, like... Um, somebody screenshotted from the Facebook group like Kate Kennedy is no longer um, like in support of Kaler or something like that and I or whatever because she wants podcast hits I mean like you know just like Taylor wants to like sell albums and have people stream her songs uh, call me crazy I would love to have people listen to this otherwise what's the point and number two I think it's so funny that people think these things are mutually exclusive she can have had a, a, a steamy, meaningful affair with one of her best friends and then be in a relationship with a dude. Because guess what? You can be with men. You can be with women. You can be with just one. You can be with both. You can even not look at gender. You can be do whatever the hell you want because love is love. People are people. It doesn't matter. Why are people all worked up about it? Like, I, I think both sides get too worked up about it. It's like if you don't believe like the full canon that like Taylor is, is, is living a big lie with Joe or if you even suggest that her and Carly were ever more than friends, people flood your DMs with very rude things. And I'm like, guys, who cares? Can't we all just come from a place of like art is interpretive and whoever it's about, it's about. And I can think it's about somebody. You can think it's about somebody. But it's not offensive to suggest somebody's been with their best friend, who also is a female, it's not offensive to suggest that maybe this relationship, while the subject of the muse does seem a bit vanilla at times, maybe it's real. It's like, and then when I read the diary entry, it's like, we've been together for three months. I'm hiding in London. I'm like, oh my God, that's so sad. Like, I, you know, I feel for her. I don't know. Again, we don't know anything. We have, we have no truth. We have music. And all we can choose to do is band together and enjoy this wonderful music and just stop fighting and just stop screenshotting stuff from a Facebook group that I want to be a safe space. I'm not pandering to the middle. I am just doing some good old-fashioned personal waffling because I cannot decide. There, it, it, to go from the extremes of the, of the Roy G. Biv of it all, from April to June, and then to like totally 180, and every, all of a sudden this was just like all about her current relationship when I honestly had thought they had broken up. It was, it was, it was a pendulum I wasn't ready for, and I never really could form an opinion on. But... My, my feelings about Kaler, in terms of the likelihood of it existing at some point, have not changed. I just am not one of the diehards that thinks that they're still together and there's like a master plan going on. There are moments when I'm like, 
charmed by the idea of a seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo sitch, but also, I think there are times in my life when I just need to look at things at face value and believe what people are telling me. And um, I'm trying to do that right now because always coming from a place of smoke, uh, mirrors, uh, lies, and deception is a very stressful place. And it's a very hard place to constantly prove to people who will then confu- like, you know, accuse you of wearing a tinfoil hat. So I don't really, I don't ever really know. I just want you guys to know. Mm, you know, do I pander in terms of talking about Taylor Swift because I know it yields engagement and you guys like it? Of course. I'm a con- I'm creating content here. I want to create stuff you want to see. If it were up to me, I'd rank, you know, various forms of generic brand cream sodas. That's not what the people want. They want Taylor Swift, and I love to talk about Taylor Swift, so I will. And depending on the day, I believe different things depending on what I read because I- I'm nothing if not malleable, you know? It's not my, not my best quality. It's, not, it's certainly not my worst. Um... And I know that's what people don't want in their mouthpiece for a community, but unfortunately, I can only be a mouthpiece for myself, and that is a person who loves to scour the depths of of Reddit and Tumblr in the cold blue light of my iPhone late at night, long after my dog and husband have gone to sleep, screenshot the crap out of it, put it in a folder in my phone entitled Taylor Swift that I regularly revisit when I want to tie, you know, some things together, connect some dots, and I have a great time, and I just, you know, all that to say... I'm sorry if you feel I've abandoned you on either side, but what, why I really don't care is um, A, because who cares, and B, because th- this album has something for everyone. We have joy, we have pain. We have getting together, we have breakups. We have long, everlasting love. We have short-lived, cruel summers of love, crying like a baby in the back of the car. I mean, I like, literally can't even tell you how many times I've cried like a baby in the back of an Uber. Probably as soon as, I don't know, late May. Um, I, I really like, I I just, we have familial love, we have romantic love, we have platonic love, we have fiery love, we have soft love, we have self-love, we have your hips as an altar. I'm sorry, guys. Real quick. I'll get to the, I'll get to the, I'm not going to play every single song. I was going to, but we're 18 minutes in and I literally have to leave town in like two hours and, um. I, my husband's driving us, and I am going to play this entire thing several loops through, and I'm really excited because I actually think I'll like it. Reputation was never his jam. It, you know, when, whenever I'm trying to, like, provide an argument for, like, you know, Taylor Swift not being not being petty and her songs being sincere and all that, he just, he he's one of those annoying people that only sees the media aspect, and believe it or not, we don't sit at the dinner table and talk through Taylor Swift theories, um, though he is very receptive to uh, a lot of it, but you know, I, I'm, I'm like in the car and I'm like, oh my God, you're going to love this. It's like some of her finest work. It's not petty. And then I play like, I never trust a narcissist. <laughs> and he's like, what? Like they're, they aren't burning all the witches if, even if they aren't one? And I'm like, no, not literal witches. Not Salem's witch trial witches. It's a figure of speech. Look at the witches of WeHo. You know, Kristen and Stassi and Katie from Vanderpump Rules are like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She has a cat named Salem. Like, they're, you know, it's like you can be a witch and still be cool and likable. But like, you know, sometimes they're like overly accusing you of being evil, even if you aren't one. But even though like witches, it's kind of like a hip term like bitches. And then I just start to ramble like that and I make no sense in her defense. And then I get like all in a, in a huff and um, it's just like not worth it. I'm like on one this morning. I haven't, I haven't even had, I haven't even had coffee. I'm just jacked up. I'm, I am just so relieved. Um, <laughs> anyway, what's next? Oh, love her. We all, we all know I love this. This is a perfect song. I would be complex. I mean, okay. I would be cool. I think 
I think that um, the man, at first I was like, I don't know if I love this perspective shift. It seemed a little bit cheesy to me, but it's so good. I want to get to the good part. Hold on. I can't really decide in what context I need this song for, um, but I love it, and I think it's really creative, and it really makes you think. And, um, you know, even though I don't think it's sexist to ask people what they're wearing because I want to know what they're wearing, um, you know how I feel about that Ask Her More red carpet campaign where they don't want to give fashion houses that work really hard on handmade, gorgeous pieces of art and clothing. Um, celebrities don't want to talk about what they're wearing even though they get that for free, and so they don't want to give credit to all the hardworking people that made it. Like, that frustrates me. But um, other than that, I'm so on board. <laughs> Julie, can we just be mad? It, that is something I, re I relate to so hard. Like, I don't know. I mean, this really brings up so many great points. Again, guys, this is like the worst review of all time because I, <laughs> I need to spend more time with things. I need to be more philosophical about things. But I don't know. I just wanted all of us to relish in our first day joy because I think all we do the first day is just kind of run things through things quickly, you know. But per honestly, perfection. The Archer. We know the Archer. Okay, I think he knows. I feel like I'm not hearing a lot of chatter about this, but I think it's a real toe tapper. Um, I really like the bridge too. It's like footprints in the sand, Jesus. <laughs> Sounds like fingerprints. At first I was like, ooh, fun in New York song, but now 16th Avenue doesn't exist. Is, is that London? I'm not sure. Um, I, um... Whenever, is this like, I don't know music, is this what you call falsetto? Whenever I hear songs in this kind of tune, I'm, I just am like, I'm just like, oh no. Because the first time I, you know, really got introduced to Prince, it was tough on the ears for everybody around me. I'm really, because I'm good at it, it's a problem. <laughs> Anyways, got to get to this bridge. It's so good. Hold on. I forgot I was here. <laughs> I really like keep forgetting where I am. Um, I think Indigo Eyes is interesting because given it's the, you know, eye and biv between blue and violet, and we there's like a very big blue and pink theme in between song, and I think the in between of those eyes is maybe meant to be agnostic on purpose, but just saying, just saying. Oh, I forgot to say that Cruel Summer was uh, co-written by Saint Vincent. I love that collab. 
Her and Cara aren't together anymore, though, are they? Didn't Cara just marry Ashley Benson? I like St. Vincent. Okay, Mar Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. Guys, I'm worried I don't have time to get into this. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm, ob I'm obtuse. I, I, I was like, oh, you belong with me. What a fun high school bop. But apparently it's a political parable. And I just, I, I want to think about this more thoroughly. And I don't want to just like reel off somebody else's interpretation. I read through like a Tumblr explanation before I hopped on here like three times. And I was like, huh? Yeah, how are people so freaking smart? Um, and then like, you guys know I like to analyze things much as the next guy, but this is such a, a, a deep and it's like deep and specific in terms of a metaphor that you kind of really have to follow. And I mean, I'm, you know, good for her. I'm into it. I, I've just can't speak to it now other than that. It's, um, and I hate using words that feel like they're a bit youthful for me, but it, it, it's a bop. It, dare I say it slaps. Okay, I um, I just listened to that like a smidge harder. Uh, <laughs> there's there's so many songs, I wasn't like listening to the lyrics, but okay, just now now I'm getting it. <laughs> my team is losing, battered and bruising. I see the high fives between the bad guys. Leave with my head hung. You are the only one who seems to care. American stories burning before me. I'm feeling helpless. The damsels are depressed. Boys will be boys then. Where are the wise men? Where are the wise men? Whew. Now I'm worked up again. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's so good. I, it's so good. Uh, hold on. Is there any reference to like 2020 in this song or the number 20? No, okay, I wasn't sure. Cause you know, like um, 20 seconds or 20 years. I, I just wasn't sure if maybe she like tossed that in. Good for you, TS. Look, looking forward to thinking about this song in more detail. And um, I'll, I love a song with an intense message. So I'll just try to do a deep dive on some of the good ones. Okay, now we're moving on to paper rings. This one's so fun. This Okay, the beginning of this to me is like if Phil, well, I know the Supremes originally sang it, but I'm thinking more of like Phil Collins or the Dixie Chicks version of Can't Hurry Love paired with a um, somewhat screamy, iconopop song. I'd hear it like shopping at an H&M mixed with like maybe a Franz Ferdinand. I can't decide what this song sounds like, but it's definitely something. And it's so cute and it's so catchy. Oh, yeah. I like the night your friends were when we first met. Respect. Hey. 
sorry, I'm, I know I'm doing like really intense um, abrupt starts and stops, but I, I like in most of these where I'm really just trying to get to is Bridge City. One way ticket, pack your bags. Never coming back. I mean, we're building, we're building, we're moving. I, I could not be tapping my foot faster. I don't even know how to dance this song. I'm having, I'm having a seizure. accidents except when we went from friends to this to be fair to both sides of the coin a lot of people are going to think that's very carly and very joe because joe people that you know dress dress is so um like you know i'm in love with your best friend everyone thinks that they know us but they know nothing about all the silence and patience pining and anticipation um so i've been wine in the bathtub you kiss my face and we're both drunk it's just like it's honestly i yeah it's it sounds like two girls um getting drunk and just like you know getting on each other and I you know but then she goes and says back when you met me your buzz cut my hair bleach which throws off the entire song and she is notorious for doing this I think it's fair to believe either way because that's the whole point of uh music but um you know the people that believe that the buzz cut hair bleached probably are under the impression that she met Joe at the Met Gala and then they were friends that whole summer you know through the end of Calvin through Tom whatever and that, you know, things really picked up that fall after being friends for a few months. It's like, how close were they? I don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, whatever way you want to believe. It's a very sweet song. I'm very into it. And also, okay, what song am I, what's next? Oh, my God, Cornelia Street. Cornelia Street. It's kind of, like, confusing because, like, uh, on the one hand, because this is a love lost, she can never walk Cornelia Street again. But ironically... I kind of plan to only be walking down Cornelia Street going forward. Let's get into this one. It's just so everyone understands, she lived on Cornelia Street in um, like summer of 2016 when she was re- renovating her Tribeca compound. And um, I spent a lot of time on Cornelia Street. Uh, my friend Jenna lived there. Well, she's my best friend when we lived in New York. Well, we're still very good friends. Um, and we had dinner parties there above Cornelia, Cornelia Street Cafe. I lived there with her for two weeks. It's so special to me. It's one of my favorite streets in all of New York City, too. When I heard she moved into that carriage house, I could have died. And um, there is a shot a fan took of Carly Claus right outside her Cornelia Street house, even though at the time they weren't super publicly hanging out there at that time because it was following, like, you know, when Kissgate and when allegedly people think that they were told not to hang out anymore. Again, what up to interpretation. Um, but, like... This to me is just like wow, 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 wow. Her heart. 
this this song is intense. This song has that kind of all too well level of intenseness where like she she's not messing around. This isn't just a song to write a song. This is a personal song. You know, there there you can tell the difference. Let me find a get to get to our bridge here. I can't. This is so sad. I love like breathy, airy dress style vocals of Taylor. I love this song. It's really sad. And I also very much associate locations with people. I think we all do. You know when somebody's like, oh, God, I hate Vienna. And I'm like, do you hate Vienna? Or did you just have a bad time there because of a bad personal experience? Because like, I'm not like a huge San Francisco fan, but I was like in a place of like slight emotional trauma at the time. So it has nothing to do with the city. And I go back and I'm like, wow, I'm by wine country. I love sequoias or whatever, redwoods. Literally, I'm making no sense. <laughs> but that song is so good and like... I don't know. It's, um, you know, it, so, okay, 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 okay. Um, you know, first, first impressions, uh, barefoot in the kitchen. Uh, we know people like to bake together. There's a very famous Vogue spread of two people baking in a kitchen. One is stirring barefoot. Sacred new beginnings that became my religion. Listen, uh, hearing the words that became my religion excitedly ties me to one of my favorites, which is false God. And, um, even though that right now we're at death by a thousand cuts, which I'm also obsessed with, even though I don't under like she today on Elvis Duran, she was like, it's based on the movie Someone Great. And she's like, she was like, oh, gosh, now I'm writing a breakup song. That's that, those that, those are just like the details I don't really want. Because I'm like, oh, man, it's less fun if it's based off of a movie and not your life, but it's still amazing. And I think inevitably there's still some weaving of your own personal experience into songs that are inspired by other things. Somewhere that a secret session, a secret sessioner said that she had to leave the room during track ten because it was so emotional for her. But that's not right. I think they meant. Um, is this track ten? Do, do we think that they meant. Um, uh, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I think they meant track twelve. Soon you'll get better. I don't know why. If this song is based on a movie, she'd be sad about it. However, it um, toward the end. There is such emotion. There is anger. There is like, you took everything from me. Like, uh, I, I, okay, uh, well, let's just get into it. Let's just play it. Okay. Let's get ready. Let's get ready, guys. Get ready. Oh. 
just a uh, early uh, uh, tactic of Chinese torture representing lingering death by a slow slicing. NBD. Okay, I gotta move forward. Um, I'm so tired of being like, I'll do a part two, but I don't have time. Like, if I can't record it, you know what I mean? Like, I gotta stop promising things I can't do. The next one's London Boy. I'll play a little bit of it. I already did my um, outstanding rendition of it earlier, but I'll play a few because <laughs> it's catchy as hell. It's Idris Elba on a James Corden interview. Don't really get it. But maybe it's the gist of it all. body rolling. I'm body rolling. I've made fun of it. I'm obsessed. I can't wait to hear this live. It's so cute. Um, I want to write my own version for like Virginia, you know, like, you know, I love my colonial Williamsburg historical reenactments, my Wendy sweet tea, a neutral accent. <laughs> what? Honestly, don't worry. I hate myself too. Um, okay. Next is soon you'll get better. Sorry guys. Got to skip. Not going to go over the Christmas shoes. Not going to butterfly kisses. She's looking more like her mama more and more every day. We're not going to concrete angel. I'm not trying to, you know, get up here with a traveling soldier. I, 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 I don't want to sing a whiskey lullaby. I don't listen to music to feel worse. I am so worried about Andrea. I feel so bad for Taylor. I did one pass yesterday. I cried like a baby and said, I, 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 I need to wait till I'm in a better place emotionally. I, it's, it's, it's a thing where I think it's the song that deserves the Dixie Chicks, but unfortunately it's the song I'm going to get to listen to the least along with like Never Go up in the best day in Ronin and I just can't do it I can't and I won't and I'm very sorry to disappoint anybody but with that even talking about it's making me upset and we're gonna have to move to false god because it is the sexiest song I've ever heard and um it is so the weekend it is so good it's so smooth as Martha Hunt just tweeted I love sexy Taylor so do I and um it is it is uh to me this is like I mean unequivocally follow-up to so it goes uh, dancing with their hands tied dress uh, now we know cornelia street and this is like this is like we might just pull this off now let's just get it on and you know if you are going to crusade at people that are suggest that this could be about anyone of any gender i encourage you to um uh, revisit so it goes to look up where you like a necklace on urban dictionary and then to process the lyric, uh, alter is my hips. Because, you know, this is a family show, but I, th I don't think this could be any clearer. <laughs> I really don't. It's like when Lil Nas X came out in like, like the end of Pride Month, he was like, to be honest, I really thought it was obvious. I'm like, <laughs> honestly, I think one of these days, she's just gonna be like, yeah, of course, you know? Whether, whether she experimented or it's part of how she identifies, it's like, who cares? What, not a big deal. 
went really fast. I forgot on um, Cornelia Street. <laughs> I don't know if I'm furious with this person or if I'm laughing hysterically because this person was like, I can't not hear the Macarena at the beginning of Cornelia Street. And I was like, are you, what are you talking about? And then I listened and I was like, oh, no, she's right. There is, you know, if Taylor Swift gets on GMA and she's like, you know, I was really feeling inspired by Los Del Rios. I'd be like, great. I get it. Who isn't? But just listen to this, like these like three notes and you'll get what she's saying. That's the times like that is like when I love the internet. Like I think somebody m maybe sent that to me at 3 a.m. I'm like I really I like so respect wholeheartedly that one of my followers would be up at 3 a.m. being like, God, this really is remnant of Los Del Rios. Is it Los Del Rio or uh, I don't know whatever. Um, okay, false god. And I'm obsessed with this jazzy New Orleans vibe. Just a few notes at the beginning. It's so good, so sexy. I need, I need, I need to skip ahead. Sorry, I'm just gonna sit here and listen and groove and play the full song. Um, I think the New York City thing's interesting. Well, she compares this person to the West Village, and looking out the window like I'm not your favorite town. I'm New York City. I'm just like, what? I need to like think through that a little bit more. But anyway, hold on. Let's just like get to the chorus and just enjoy ourselves. There's more of like a pre-chorus situation than um, a bridge here, and it never really builds. It just is like smooth. It's so good. It really reminds me of the weekend. Um, here you go. might just get away with it. I mean, guys, that is a sexy song. It's very good, and I love it so much. And it fulfilled what I needed it to, you know? I just, I needed this song to not be a singular love letter. I needed it to be a dynamic. I needed it to be about different things, and it is, and it's perfect. And I'm just, I'm so happy, and I'm so relieved. Um, I gotta wrap this up. Okay, next is You Need to Calm Down. Whatevs. Afterglow. This one's, this, this is so good, too. Hold on. Boxing with no gloves. This is very Hamilton. Dig it. A lot of different rhyme schemes. Um, okay, so she doesn't apologize much in songs. She like back to December and this really are kind of what I see as her apology songs. And it's interesting. It doesn't really match another narrative clearly because you would think you know like stuff like Cruel Summer and I Forgot You Existed and some of the other songs are just like you know she was screwed over but like clearly something went on. And it was in her head, and she, uh, you know, blew things out of proportion, put someone in jail for something they didn't do. And um, it's an interesting admission of, like, like 
I'm the one who did this. Like, it's all me. Just don't go. Meet me in the afterglow. Because it's not like a breakup song. It's not like a full, like, I'm sorry retrospect song. It's almost like a, I'm, a, I'm sorry in real time. But I think, you know, most notably, I mean, I don't see any way around Afterglow not being like a makeup sex situation. I mean, an Afterglow is like the the feeling after a pleasurable pleasurable experience, like period. But like obviously in the way it's colloquially used or in used in a more like slang format, it's going, I think like she's sorry, she messed up, she's apologizing. It's like, let's get it on, meet me in the Afterglow when we're over it. I don't know. My, is that not like what other people think? LMK. But let's get to it. Um, there's some upcoming like assonance that's outstanding that I need you guys to really enjoy. It's in the second pre-chorus. One second. I live like island, punished you silence. When I'm like siren, just crying. So good. I like I I mean I love this song too, but I like just weirdly I got this like weird feeling in my stomach, and I was like I miss Cruel Summer. I need to I must listen to Cruel Summer. Um, anyway, I great song. I I live like an island. I mean the it it, it remind you if you listen to my Hamilton deep dive on Patreon, you know that uh, I you know I know my sister like I know my own mind. You will never find anyone as trusting or as kind. I love my sister more than anything in this life. I will choose her happiness over mine every time. I like the eyes and the eyes. Like that's, I, you know, so when I hear I lived like an island, uh, punished you in silence, went off like sirens, just crying. I just, that is my favorite thing ever. I love consistent vowel sounds, not alliteration internally to the word. Whew, Friday, am I right? <laughs> okay, it's nice to have a friend. No, no, no. This song haunts me and I don't know why. It's like I'm listening to a Pandora station when I was into the Twilight series and Licky Lie comes on and I'm certain suddenly dragged into a very depressive state. full songs here's the thing guys it's very simple not a lot of bells and whistles a lot of vocals i do believe i hear a xylophone in the background which 
is a fierce elementary school instrument. Would love to hear a triangle. Would absolutely love to, you know, hear somebody rubbing those two ribbed sticks together, which is the instrument I was always given because I have no talent. Um, so I kind of love that ju ju juxtaposition of like the school theme with the simpler sound and instruments, but it's like almost uh, haunting, hauntingly. Um, I don't need, like. Why do I keep thinking Willy Wonka? That makes no sense. It kind of just has a, a creepy, eerie, trippy melody, um, but also, like, it's kind of spanning a relationship from, um, like, childhood onward because it starts with, like, school bell rings, walk me home, sidewalk chalk covered in snow, lost my gloves, you give me one, want to hang out, yes, sounds like fun, video games, you pass me a note, sleep in tents. And then it's nice to have a friend sung twice, and then... You know, they're up on the roof. They're playing 20 questions. We tell the truth. I, you know, I'm very mindful of how truthful I am in 20 questions, depending on how I know the person. And generally speaking, in sleepover culture, I always pick truth because dare you had to physically be watched doing something. Truth, you'd be like, what? No way. I don't like put Elmer's glue all over my hands and then peel it like a super satisfying sunburn. Um, but anyway, then we get to church bells ring, carry me home, rice on the ground, looks like snow, call my bluff, call you babe, have my back, yeah, every day, feels like home, stay in bed the whole weekend, it's nice to have a friend. That's it. So, co-written by Selena Gomez, interesting, definitely was a pin on her jacket, as was Drake, um, as was Mr. Rogers, which, obviously, it's nice to have a friend, but also, like, get off my nuts, Washington Post, and, like, random publications being like, let's decode all of these songs, oh my God, hear what Taylor had to say about Drake and Leo. I'm like, if you are minimizing this gorgeous masterpiece of an album down to the two mentions of the men you are the problem it's it's like <laughs> i get so frustrated okay something important to point out that um uh, at jillboard on twitter our patrons our paid patron saint of kaylor cannon um who works for vulture she, upon uh, reviewing this song pointed out something and my might i remind you the first few lyrics are School bell rings, walks me home, sidewalk chalk covered in snow, lost my gloves, you give me one, want to hang out, yes, sounds like fun, video games, you pass me a note, sleeping in tents. I actually should, I should point out to a very important lyric. So then it goes, light pink sky up on the roof, sun sinks down, no curfew, 20 questions, we tell the truth, you've been stressed out lately, yeah, me too, something gave you the nerve to touch my hand. Okie doke. Yes, it is nice to have a friend. Um, and then Jill pointed out, uh, lost my gloves. You give me one. Want to hang out? Yes. Let's. Yes. Sounds like fun. Is actually the plot of the movie Carol with Kate Blanchett, which we all know is a fine, fine lesbian film. Um, you know. So that's a theory. I thought it was interesting to point out. This song is so simple. This song, I think it's interesting. Selena Gomez is on it. I know they've been lifelong friends, and like Heavy.com is trying to tell me like it's about their friendship, and I'm like. You know, I don't think so, uh, but I'm not sure. I don't know. Again, I'm probably going to change my mind about all these songs in two shakes of a cat's whisker. But uh, for today, what a delight. Okay, last song um, is Daylight. And, okay, I'm not going to lie. I'm having a little bit of trouble getting into this, uh, but, you know, it'll probably be my favorite song come, I don't know, 2 p.m., so don't listen to anything I'm saying. Let me look up the lyrics for this one. Well, while I do that, I mean, okay, let me play it. One thing you might not know about me is I love a spoken word inter interlude in a pop song. Uh, she does have one in this song. Let me play it in the background. Um, obviously, it's like 20 years, sleep, dark night. Like, you know, this is, I think it's supposed to be like, I'm in love, I see the light, let's step out in the daylight and let go. Like, 
and then it, it's it's a, it's a I mean it's a beautiful song about like um, let's 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 uh, read the lyrics. My love was as cruel as the cities I lived in. Everyone looked worse in the light. There were so many lines I've crossed unforgiven. I'll tell you the truth, but never goodbye. I don't want to look at anything else now that I saw you. I don't want to think of anything else now that I thought of you. I've been sleeping so long in a 20-year dark night, and now I see daylight. Only see daylight. I think, too, I'm struggling with, like for me to starlight, starlight. Um, luck of the draw only draws the unlucky. So I became the butt of the joke. I wounded the good, and I trusted the wicked. Clearing the air, I breathed in the smoke. Oh, I thought we were finally clean. Um... Maybe you ran with the wolves and refused to settle down. Maybe I've stormed out of every single room in this town, throw out our cloaks and our daggers because it's morning now. It's brighter now, brighter now. I don't want to look at anything. Da, 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 da. And then um, I can still see it all in my mind. All of you, all of me intertwined. I once believed love would be black and white, but it's golden, golden. And now I can still see it all in my head, back and forth from New York, singing in your bed. I once believed love would be burning red, but it's golden, like daylight, like daylight. Okay, I have goosebumps, I have goosebumps. As we all know from the red prologue, which I will look up immediately because I don't want to mince words because it's important. Um, she very famously said something that we've all hoped we'd, we'd all hoped we'd get to at some point. And this final song on Lover is really coming full circle, which means a lot because Red is all of the anger and the passion and the, the, the difficulty, the struggle, the sadness as it relates to love. It's like love can exist with a lot of strong emotions, but so, so rarely are they peaceful. Lover really emanates the the peace that you should, the, the peace and the freedom that comes along with a consistent, stable, and meaningful love that is grounded in maturity, experience, acknowledgement that you both have your past, but that it's a non-issue because you're here now and you're in the present and you've been through so much, you just want to accept and love each other for where you are, who you are. And these are the things we can't get past in our youth that make us burn red. Um, but the uh, ending of this red prologue from her album called Red is, my experiences in love have taught me difficult lessons, especially my experiences with crazy love, the red relationships, the ones that went from zero to 100 miles per hour and then hit a wall and it exploded. And it was awful and ridiculous and desperate and thrilling. And when the dust settled, it was something I never take back. Because there is something to be said for being young and needing someone so badly, you jump in head first without looking. And there's that never, and there's that something to be learned from waiting all day for a train that's never coming. Don't I know that? And there's something to be proud of about moving on and realizing that real love shines golden like starlight and doesn't fade or spontaneously combust. Maybe I'll write a whole album about that kind of love if I ever find it. But this album is about the other kinds of love that I've recently fallen in and out of. Love that was treacherous, sad, beautiful, and tragic. But most of all, this record is about love that was red. <sighs> she kills me. She kills me. She kills me. I'm so happy for her. Whoever it is, I don't care. I'm really happy for her. This isn't my favorite song on the album, but I love the lyrics. I think it reminds me of just another song that I can't, I'm like having trouble figuring out. Um, but I also think I didn't know that I need, I did need some slow, sad songs and I needed the sexiness of False God and I needed the insanity of London Boy and Paper Rings and I needed the just like, uh, I mean, never look back bops of, uh, of a cruel summer. Uh, but what I also appreciate is 
songs that maybe aren't like going to be the hit or the best song, but that get, provide me with the lyrical depth I need to be able to, you know, string together a narrative to pick up those breadcrumbs till we build the loaf. I, I, I do like things that come full circle and I love the ode to the red prologue in this and whether it's about Joe or not, I don't really care. I think it's amazing, but back to my previous point of loving an interlude, she has this beautiful spoken word piece toward the end where she says, well, I guess I should just plant, sorry. Weirdly, that interlude ended at 4.40, but this song goes till 4.53. It's like a man in Milwaukee situation, a lost track. Is that correct? That's interesting. I wonder why it does that. It's almost like she wanted the album to reach a full-time play of like a certain number that probably adds to 13. That's what I'm going to guess happened. <laughs> um, wait, let's, wait, how long is Daylight? Hold on. I love... 4.53. So unfortunately, it is um, that, that the sum of four plus five plus three is 12. So that means utterly nothing. I just, you know, I think it's important to acknowledge um, some of the greats that got us to, um, you know, it, there's Bridge City, then there's Inter, Interlude Town, Westchester, Tintown, Fieldville. Uh, they're, they're some of the greats. Like, but I thought he dropped it into the ocean at the end. Well, baby, I went down and got it for you. Aw, you shouldn't have. And then there's, like, Christina Aguilera, Don't Look at Me, at the beginning of Beautiful. It's perfect. There's, um, uh, in, in um, Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros in Home. Um, <laughs> wait, can we just talk about that? I've always thought that is the weirdest freaking interlude I've ever heard, and people seem very charmed by it at weddings. Let me just play it. was like super hard to hear <laughs> but it just so every time I hear it I'm like I, I was like what what a bizarre story to put in your hit song I remember when you were you fell down you were bleeding out in the back of a car taking down your last puff of nicotine while thinking you were on your deathbed and that's a really sad way to spend your final moments but still despite all the great and attractive things you did before when you were bleeding out and chain smoking that's when I fell in love with you and I'm like oh geez okie doke Maybe that's why, I don't know. I, I, mean, I haven't had a song written about me. I don't have that edge to me. But anyway, guys, uh, we're at an hour. Um, I got to go. I Again, I, there's probably a lot more I have to say about this. I'll probably do song deep dives, but I thought it would be fun to do like a first reactions situation with you guys um, because I think we're all excited. It's, all, it's so much fun. I've been dancing for the past hour, and I look forward to uh, playing it in... Uh, uh, the, the, my car, my car. Uh, by my car, I mean the car that Greg will be driving to Michigan that will likely be an economy 
size uh, Kia Rio, or if I'm lucky, a Hyundai Sonata. And uh, I look forward to blasting this on the speakers as we spend roughly 90 minutes trying to figure out how to get like the, the CarPlay Bluetooth USB stitch figured out because why every rental car d does not want me to play my own music is something that will forever puzzle me. Um, but anyway, guys, I'm going to kind of probably sign off a bit for the weekend. I'll be with family. It's uh, been a long couple weeks, a lot of recording, a lot of talking, real, real sick of myself. But uh, other than that, I swear I will follow up on everything soon. Bear with me while I'm trying to figure out the structure of this. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not doing it perfectly. And I know it's annoying when I say I'll have a two-part thing and then I don't follow up immediately. But I always some, also sometimes realize like I need to give it more time and credit. And like, you know, normal people that write uh, topical pieces have to spend like forever researching and structuring it. And like, I realize that I like, a, a, you know, too many jobs <laughs> sometimes and don't have time. So like I can put out a rambly episode in two seconds. But something that's about something else that takes me a little bit more time. But again, the part two that probably won't go on iTunes is on patreon.com slash be there in five. Patreon's just a site where, you know, it's a dollar paywall. You can pay at different levels depending on what this podcast means to you uh, to support content creators. And that's where I'll put stuff that I'm not totally sure about putting on iTunes. And I do respond to a lot of the stuff, uh, the emails and whatnot um, on there. And I just, you know, I, I have a lot of work to do to it and I just don't have time. So all that to say, if you're disappointed in me, that is a perk of being a uh, paid listener. But otherwise, just wait till later because I'll probably just put the stuff up about you know, the uh, more sinister side, you know, the, the juice, the crime, the, all that stuff, was, which, was, which is what people care more about anyway. It's the problem is it's not what I really care about. I was way more interested in getting into like breaking down, you know, why they believe what they believe and what I do and don't agree with. And let's talk about human rights and stuff. But like, it's not like, you know, the sexiest podcast topic. So take it or leave it. Um, but anyway, I love you so much. I love Lover so much. I feel so grateful to be in this this great era of music when we have, I have just been, you know, piecing together my days, trying to like songs. I felt revived by Lizzo. I felt revived by Normani's motivation. If you if you want to make your day even better, go watch that music video. It is perfect. It's iconic. It's nodding to all sorts of famous music videos uh, of the past couple decades, but not in an Ariana Grande thank you next way. It's actually really, really well done, and I'm really proud of her, and I followed her since the X Factor, and I want good things for her. Uh, dare I say perhaps better things than Camilla Cabello of the sham that is. Shamia. Shendes. Nope, that's his name. Menbeo. Nope, it's just honestly, it's not going to work. It's kind of like me and Greg are keg or great, which was awesome, but also are already words. So make no sense if you try to drop it in a sentence otherwise. And um, yeah, I don't know, guys. I'm just really excited that this album is it's it feels pure it feels true to her she owns it wholly she said she's going to re-record her masters which is awesome um i did watch the lover video it's a lot it's that dollhouse thing i think she was talking about in her vogue interview which is really cool um and apparently every room's a different album she liked it on tumblr if that's the case then she does have to go through the, through the closet to come out of the closet to go to reputation so there's that and um yeah, I mean, I love that her dancer was in it. It was cute. It was sweet. I love watching her play the drums. I'm really not into the dip-dyed hair, but that's fine. I don't need to like everything. And I don't really have a ton of opinions on it because, again, I haven't had time to spend time with it. So as I spend time more time with this album, most notably, I'm excited to get my, my mitts on the prologue, on the diary entries, on the pictures, on more background. 
gonna I'm gonna devour these interviews, the CBS interview, the Sirius XM stripped down session. I, I can't wait for all of it. I haven't even watched your concert yesterday. So this is very, very premature. So please forgive me if I'm missing some major points, but I kind of wanted to like not read a ton and not go too far down the Tumblr rabbit hole and just enjoy it for what it is and what I think it is. And then I look forward to, you know, being incredibly malleable in all of my beliefs and completely changing on a dime based on what, you know, some teenager whose handle is at indigo eyes with five z's who tells me that actually um afterglow is some you know uh, a feminist anthem that speaks to much higher level political undertones that i can't possibly understand because i'm a dense moron who didn't even pick up on that the dollhouse thing was the difference albums how the f do people figure that out from watching that video they're like on the ceiling they're like, it's like, am I what? Is this, is this, is this Jamiroquai? Christina Aguilera, come on over. Uh, Little Mix. Uh, uh, what's, what's that song with Touch? Like, it, it's this very music video style where they like really love to go through different rooms that's allegedly in one house, and I don't ever know what I'm supposed to get from it. But that's okay. I look forward to reading more into it. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. I, I, I want to send you off with a song, but I've played so much music, I'm a little bit nervous. But we'll, we'll, we'll hope for the best. I'll leave you with a quote, one I've always loved, uh, because I feel it true. Because I've often said, you know, the, I, I, when I met my husband, the difference between him, you know, as we got deeper into our relationship, the difference between him and other people I'd dated before was that the other relationships were, were marked with a lot of anxiety, nerves, analyzing of text messages, back and forth, days of being feeling ghosted, not hearing back, of disappointment, of realizing they were with other people, of seeing their status go away from idle on AOL Instant Messenger, and I had messaged them, and they weren't idle anymore, and they still didn't respond, and their I-4 was met with the melody of anxiety when I'd hear the, the dinging of an IM, only for it to not be that person, and the shutting of the door, the slamming of the door, and the slamming of my heart, and you know them signing off, and me to only assume that they were out with the cute girls that, 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 that run the food at, at the pool. That, it, that I was actually, you know, rudely rejected in favor of a girl who ran food at the pool once, and I will never forget it. Um, but I just, I don't know. My whole life I felt like, every, like gosh, every, relationships are so complicated. They're so hard to navigate. As a perennially sensitive person, I just will never be able to be in one because it's distracting to me. I couldn't get as much work done. I was always so sad. I, I really um, absorb the energy of, of the situation I'm going through with my personal relationships, and I can't compartmentalize, and... Uh, I feel like my opinions on love, unrequited or otherwise, were so, so um, chaotic. And while this album has elements of that chaos, I do feel like it has a confidence to it, um, it has a peace to it, and it has what I've, I've felt more so than anything in my long-term relationship, now marriage, is that the best relationships aren't restrictive. The best relationships aren't anxious. They're not inherently complicated. They're not a just a constant, you know, dark cavernous journey with stalactites and stalagmites you just never see coming that just seem to be never ending and there's no light at the other end and you're like, well, I guess this is love. I guess it's just like it's a bit dark and I, I it's like I, I got myself in this cave. I want to be down here. There's some depths, but it's also it is also treacherous. And I and I and I'm realizing that I don't I don't need to thrive off drama anymore. I, I don't need to be uh, spelunking my way through my personal life. And that metaphor is literally the worst one I've ever done. And I'm just rambling at this point. But <laughs> all I'm saying is through through. I found that love means 
not being tied down, even though you're tied down. Love is finding freedom in the person you're with because they allow you to unapologetically be yourself. They support you in whatever you're doing. They make you feel like no matter what, you can come home and be unconditionally loved at the end of the day. And they allow you, the, the best people that truly love you allow you to misstep and allow you to take risks and allow you to have success that they celebrate and aren't envious of. They allow you to be selfish at times and not resent you for it. I think that the people that love us the most and the relationships that are the most healthy allow you to live out your days in the way, in the exact way you want to. And I don't mean that in a selfish way because the best relationships are ones where there's mutual respect and the other person is kept in mind at all times and you almost, by default, are being mindful of what how what you're doing affects them. But at the same time, there's such freedom in not having to carefully sidestep every word, every text, every action, not having to justify everything you do. There's such freedom in just coming home and not faking an ounce of your being and is just trite as it sounds, just coming home and being able to exist, to, to just be yourself, to coexist, to be in the presence of somebody whose company you genuinely enjoy. And the beauty of these relationships is it's just not much more complicated than that. Life throws a lot your way, but it's a hell of a lot easier if you genuinely enjoy being around the person you're with and they genuinely always assume the best in you and they see the best in you and even when you misstep, even when you screw up, they know that you didn't have bad intentions and that we're human and we bounce back and we're resilient from that and you can meet them in the afterglow if you like or you can sit on the couch and just crank out some episodes of, of Parks and Rec or my favorite the uh, outstanding, critically acclaimed, not really, but it should be, hopefully Emmy-winning uh, Netflix show that is the Project Runway for Glass Blowing called Blown Away, which is some of the finest television I've watched in recent years. I just want to encourage everybody, much like the vibe I'm getting from this album of I don't have to fit into a box. I don't have to be a certain person. I don't have to make a certain type of albums to be loved by my fans. Or I don't have to talk a certain way about my significant others to make them think I'm writing a song about them or make them feel like I'm taking out revenge on them or whatever. For, for once, she and I, I, I feel like I can rest in this. I can enjoy this. I am not flustered or frustrated or feeling like this is just some sort of weird pandering you know while I don't really still see how me and you need to come down fit in this album I understand you know the, the the point of those songs and she she needed them to come back but this album just is so much more than those songs ever ever could illustrate and I am very proud of her and I'm very excited to see what's to come I'm so excited for tour announcements and interviews and to devour all of the information as it comes and I just hope you all move forward more fearlessly in your life and your relationships and similarly realize the power of wanting to get to a place where you're not trying so hard to be a version of yourself that you think the other person could love. It, because it should be that you're not trying to be anything else at all because you yourself acknowledge deep within your soul that you are a person who is deserving of great love just as you are. And just as I am is someone whose entire essence is, is crying like a baby in the back of the car. 
I will forever jam to that line. And that is why I am lucky to have a partner that knows that I, I like to cry. And if my buttons are pushed in the wrong way after, you know, a solo cup of wine, it, it's, it's not pretty. But I always bounce back. That, that, that's what we do. We bring the bounce back. Little Mix is so underrated. I, I just have to say it again. Um, okay. I was supposed to end with Journey's End and Lover's Meeting. I would have a lot stronger endings if I didn't do this, but what are you going to do? <laughs> okay, guys. Love you so much. Talk to you soon. Swear I'll get, I'll do exactly what I'm saying I'm doing. Get excited for Heather McMahon. Get excited for part two Mormon Mommy Bloggers. Get excited for Under the Influencer episodes. Uh, get excited for another convo with Merit. Uh, there, there's so much coming up. Can't wait for you to hear it. And I am so, so grateful that you are here and you allow me to do things like this that may not always be perfect, but I feel like we know each other pretty well at this point. And the large majority of you so beautifully and similarly also let me just exist. And I'm so grateful. So with that, I'll talk to you soon. As always, let me know your thoughts and I will let you know mine. I'll be there in five. I swear.